Welcome back to Worship Weekly. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and most importantly, share it with someone else this week. This week's message is John the Baptist, and our reading will start with Malachi chapter 3, verse 1. Music is the Scotland Evangelical Presbyterian Church Choir singing Footsteps of Jesus. John the Baptist, Malachi chapter 3, verse 1. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord which he will receive shall suddenly come to his temple. And he will be messenger of the covenant, and he will light in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. This chapter's got to 
with a rant man, Rob God, verse 8, 9, and 10, if you online in this chapter. He's talking about John the Baptist in Malachi. The life and message of John the Baptist. The life and message of John the Baptist, the prophecy. Two outstanding Old Testament prophecies of John the Baptist of Isaiah 40 and 3 and 5. 3 to 5. Malachi 3 and 1. This was prophesied 420 years before the birth of John the Baptist. These two prophecies clearly state the purpose of John's coming to prepare a people in condition for the coming king as a messenger to proclaim his arrival. John was a forerunner of Jesus Christ. Originally, when a king would go in from one place, to another in an army of workers prepared his highway. Trees was moved, rivers was bridged, low places filled with axe cuts were made in mountains. Then a guard was stationed at troubled places with a straight, smooth, safe highway. The king was escorted. John the Baptist was all these rolled up in one. His preaching and baptizing prepared the hearts of men to welcome the Lord Jesus Christ. He was a forerunner of the Lord Jesus Christ. His birth, God worked in second thing, mysterious, mysterious and remarkable ways on this great man to show it how doubt that his divine hand was upon us, God said, and God ordained man. Christ and Elizabeth had no children and was only was old and past the age of bearing. Luke one five through seven. Zacharias was a Hebrew priest. He served as the altar of incense in the temple of Jerusalem. The third things a rugged individual. Matthew eight one through six. John lived and proud in the wilderness on the river banks and any seashore for a temple he had the sky as a covenant the hills of Judah his walls and inhabitants of, uh, for his congregation the clothing he wore and the food he ate was in harmony with the life he lived sackcloth of looseness woven camel's hair and then leather girdle made up his guard. His diet was locusts and wild honey. And he loved it. Chapter the fourth thing, condition of the times. These people were self-centered. They had lived in a region, religion of the Pharisees and Sadducees, too long captain to the Roman Empire. Now come one rugged and rugged preaching a doctrine of a savior from sin. They had a law for centuries. They observed their older days and feast for centuries, yet long enough to forget what they meant. Most had lost the central thought of the beloved of their sacrifices, the blood of their sacrifices, and become so involved in doing religion. They overlooked their Savior. 
John 5, 39, you think you have eternal life, and then but they are telling you of me. Israel had looked for the coming Messiah for 2,000 years, but was not prepared to see him born in a lowly stable for beast. He was born under the law, preaching a new doctrine. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. He was the couple link that joined the leverage with the church age. Matthew introduced him in those days. Came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Matthew 3, 1 through 4. Mark did baptize in the wilderness John. That was a sent from God whose name was John. Dr. Luke went into detail and gave the account of his birth in Luke 1. The ministry of this man of God was very necessary. This man was sent on his mission, John 1, 6 through 8. When God wanted a man, he created one. When he was ready for a Baptist, he created a Baptist. While he was making a Baptist, he made an independent Baptist. John was sent to get a people steeped in ordinances and forms, idolatry and wickedness, to turn to God. Are you that man or woman today that God is going to use? Can God use you to put a message? He will if you'll let him. He's been using me since I was 32 years old when he called me to preach. I got saved when I was 31 years old. I got filled with the Holy Spirit when it's 32 in the woods on the old squirrel dog. And God has always took care of me. And he always will. I've seen people saved out of drugs. I've seen people saved out of adultery. I've seen people saved. And I've had a woman saved that fixed to kill a little baby. She done had one abortion. And she was fixing to abort another little baby. It was a little boy. I seen him a few years later, three or four years later. He was a grown boy and living, and she thanked God she didn't abort that baby. And I say this, that God will forgive you. She, he forgave her of that first baby that she, she uh, aborted and killed. And I called her on Saturday morning at Mama's house when she called me. Her mama said, you need to talk to my daughter. She's fixing to go to Shreveport and have an abortion. And I said, um, I'll be there in a few minutes, sister. And I got in my vehicle and I drove up to Mama's house. And she was there getting all dressed up, ready to go to a doctor to have an abortion. She had that little boy in her womb. And I talked to her about the Lord. Wanted to Christ. She started squalling. She said, I done killed one of my babies. I fixed to kill another one. And I said, God, I'll forgive you for it. He'll, get, he'll, he'll forgive you if you just ask him. And she asked God to forgive her. And then she turned around and she got saved. And she hugged my neck and cried on my shoulder. And she said, Brother Jackson, I'm glad Mama called you to come talk to me. I was fixing to go to Shreveport and had this baby aborted. Years later, I seen that boy. And I tell you what, it was a blessing. He wasn't killed, and his mama would have done it. That 
she's always forgot, never forgot about the first baby she aborted. But God forgave her for it when she got saved. She came to church home. She didn't stay in our church. She went to another church. But uh, I don't know if she's going to church or not today. Don't know if she ever got married. I told her I was going to marry her and that boy. She's got them babies, but she never come to me to get married. So I don't know if she ever got married or not. But I know this. If you're in that same shape today and you fixed to have an abortion, I wish you'd think about it and ask God to forgive you to even thinking about it and ask him to come in your heart and save you. If you're a Christian, you're fixing to get a mortgage, you're fixing to commit murder. God's going to get you. You can't hide nothing. You might have everything God ought to cover everything. So you need to, you need to ask God to forgive you. And you need to get back in church if you're not in church. And you need to start being a man, a woman that God wanted you to be. And you could have a lot of young women that's pregnant. Once they have an abortion, you could talk about it. You're going to get some help. And you'd be a woman for God. And I just ask that you might just pray and ask God to forgive you right now. And get saved or get cleaned up again. Let God use you again. And I'm asking you, God, if somebody's listening to this message, they'll to respond to this message. And they'll get right with you. With salvation. This is Reverend Danny Jackson from the First Faith Baptist Church in Rogan, Louisiana, talking to travelers on the radio. We'll let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church. And if you don't go to church, you ought to be shaming yourself. <laughs>